So today we keep the feast day of the birth of St. John the Baptist. Um, And it's very rare for a saint to kind of overtake Sunday. Normally the the rhythm of readings and prayers chosen by the church uh, covers all the Sundays. Um, But it's very rare for a saint when his feast day falls on a Sunday for the saint to replace the Sunday. So the fact that the church does this for St. John the Baptist kind of in itself indicates that St. John the Baptist is unusually important. So I'd like us to focus on why he's important and what relevance that has for us. But let's first remember, in a sense, who he was, some of the details of his life. So he was the Baptist. He was the one who was there in the River Jordan. That huge crowds of people from all over Palestine and the surrounding areas, it says, huge crowds came to him to be baptised. He was the cousin of the Lord Jesus. If you remember, uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary had her cousin Elizabeth, um, and each of them, their children were respectively the Lord Jesus and St. John the Baptist. So St. John the Baptist was the second cousin of Jesus. Then we might note lots of things that indicate just how great um, John the Baptist was. That he had so many followers, he was held in so much admiration, that many people thought that he himself was the long-awaited Messiah. Mistook him for Jesus. So much so that John the Baptist the Gospels record, had to say himself, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the one you're waiting for. He was so great that later the Lord Jesus would say of him that of all the men born of women, none was greater than John the Baptist. And then his birth. The birth of John the Baptist was surrounded by all kinds of miracles from the Lord. So at Mass last night, we heard the account of how um, an angel appeared to uh, John the Baptist's father and announced um, the birth of this son. And Zechariah doubted the angel, and so he was struck dumb. And then again, in the passage we heard just now, his speech was restored when he acknowledges the name of his son, John. And all marveled, it said. And they thought, what will this child turn out to be? So having noted all those details kind of indicating his significance, the crucial question is, is what was he doing? Why was he baptizing in the River Jordan? As he put it himself, he was preparing a way for the Lord. He was seeking to get the people of Israel ready for the coming of the Lord. That he preached a baptism of repentance for people to turn from their sins. And all kinds of people who came to him, he told them what they needed to change in their lives to repent. He told the tax collectors what they needed to do, the soldiers what they needed to do, the multitudes what they needed to do to to change their lives to get ready for the coming of the Lord. 
And so the point is this, that all of this in St. John the Baptist isn't about himself. It's about the Lord Jesus. It's about getting things ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus, the one who was the long-awaited Messiah. So how is this relevant to us? Well, let me note four bullet points applying a thing about him to us. So first, in a sense, the basic, all those details I was describing about John the Baptist indicate that the Lord God had a great plan he was working out for his coming, the birth of Jesus. And in that great plan, John the Baptist had a pivotal role. And if the Lord had a plan for St. John the Baptist, well, he also has a plan for you and me. And in whatever happens to us in life, we need to remember, I too, God has a plan for me. Different point. St. John the Baptist deferred to the Lord Jesus. St. John the Baptist wasn't about himself, he was about getting things ready for Jesus. And when Jesus finally came, and John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. From then on, John the Baptist says of himself, I must decrease that Christ might increase. And you and I, that I need to always be understanding that I have to decrease that the Lord might increase, that he and I aren't equal. I have to put him first. And all the priorities and busyness and whatever in my life, I must decrease. He must come first. Third, different point again. The entire work of John the Baptist was about looking ahead, looking ahead to the coming of the Lord, looking ahead to something better that lay ahead, the coming of the king and this new kind of kingdom. Well, for you and I also, something better lies ahead if we are getting ourselves ready, if we are living a life, preparing, repenting, getting ready for heaven. And a final point. Let's think about how St. John the Baptist first reacted the first time he met the Lord Jesus. Uh, kind of relevant that a baby cried just then because it was when they were both babes, actually babes still in their mother's wombs, um, that they first met. That the Blessed Virgin Mary, pregnant with the Lord Jesus, went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is pregnant with John the Baptist. And these two babes in the womb recognized each other's presence, such that Elizabeth declared that the babe in her womb leapt for joy at the coming of the Lord Jesus. John the Baptist leapt for joy the first time he met the Lord. Well, and you and I, each time we, at a deeper and deeper way, meet the Lord, Joy is to be ours as well. So if I recognise the Lord has a plan for me, 
If I recognise that I must put him first as John the Baptist put the Lord first, if I recognise that there is something greater ahead, if I'm getting myself ready for it, then all the joys that come from meeting the Lord, the joys that John the Baptist knew even in his mother's womb, those joys can be yours and mine as well.